Well, everyone, and welcome to the Barbed Wire Bite. Here with your host, Mr. Gary Wolf. What's up? How's the weather in Florida? It's not sunny. <laughs> in Florida, that's for sure. I like, I like when they were dragging her away and she's got her arm out. Oh, I love you. Yeah, she's... I love you. It's a bad sign when you're out of the clink for about a week and they revoke your bond. That that tells you Dude. you're not getting out. Did you see them? Did you see the video clip of her and them at the apartment? Yeah. When the they, condo they, or wherever they, they were. Don't you remember me? I've been here before. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the same freaking uh, officer that had to go deal with him before, deal, deal with her before, actually, is there again and he even says that he's like you know you're making bad choices you're making bad choices and to this day she still don't fucking understand i mean the cops just like look i'm not going to arrest you i mean he was even saying that to her and she was just like oh well i need my Zan i need his xanax i need his Man, xanax. So i'm going funny. through his pain and then the cops even like what do you do what do you mean his xanax where's your xanax Oh, it's in New Jersey. I forgot it. it. She already took it. She, she it already all. ate it all. That's why she's a complete mess. I mean, it's 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 shame, dude. But she's done now. I mean, she killed somebody. Uh, the family is is char is pressing charges against her. I mean, they're suing her. I mean, this guy. I don't know how they're going to go about it. I mean, I don't know how she's even paying for an attorney. She don't have any money. Well, I was on her Twitter and I was doing a little research and uh, I got the, the feed up with her glamour shot pictures before she went to jail. 50% off your first month at OnlyFans. 50% off. A uh, picture clearly of not her. 50% off fan appreciation week on OnlyFans. Hey, babies, do you want to come play with me? OnlyFans. She even had happy Cinco de Mayo get 50% off on OnlyFans. Well, I clicked her OnlyFans. It doesn't seem to be up and running now that she's in jail. I, I don't but even know. Look at her naked. She's not an attractive woman anymore. Dude, she's awful. I mean, I don't know. Somebody sent me a picture of her, and uh, she was freaking naked, and it was bad, man. I couldn't even look at it. That's how bad it was. And, and the, what's weird is I get like she's getting money off marks, but... Okay, she was hot in 92 to 95, but that's that just keep those pictures. It doesn't look that way anymore. It's she's had more guys in her than a fucking passenger jet. I mean, it's, it's, she admits it and she had, she's proud of it. That's what makes me fucking ill because the way she talks about it and I mean, where she was in New Jersey, she knew all the guards up there. So uh, it was like a second home to her. Now she's down here in Florida. She's, she's already got a black guy. I mean, I think they already beat the shit out of her once. The people down here, they don't mess around. No, and I, I just like she's holding. How come this fucking dude she's with is not getting charged for anything? Was he in the car with her? I don't remember. I don't think he was. I think she was more or less. I mean, this is what she does. She goes on these rants and she snaps out because a boyfriend does something or disappears. I mean, she should, she's happy. She should, she should be lucky she has a fucking guy. I mean, look at her. She's insane. She, how many of did she tried to kill? 
and smoke oh. and everything. I, I wouldn't mess around with her. No way. I couldn't. I would not be able to fall asleep with both eyes shut, knowing she's in the same room. I would have fucked her, and you know, when she was actually still sunny in WWE, even when she got to WCW toward the end, she was not looking as good. Then I don't know what happened when she did the porn with. I think she did with Missy, didn't she? I saw, like I said, I saw a naked picture. Missy was in it with her, and. It was apples and oranges, man. I mean, Missy looked like a fox compared to her. That's how bad she looked. If Missy wouldn't have had, which I'm confident Missy had some plastic surgery facial-wise, uh, the lips especially, looks terrible. Her body still looks really good for, and she's probably a couple of years older. She's probably in her 50s. Maybe a little older than that. I'm um, five, so she's got to be in her 60s, I would say. And she's been around for quite a while, I remember. A long time. I mean, she got to remember Missy was fucking young when she was working with uh, UWF, NWA. Was she in NWA, right? Yeah. So that's how long ago. You know, people don't even realize that. But uh, no, she looked good and she was nice. It was good to see her because uh, I had a signing to do and and she was hanging out and uh, it was pretty wild, man. I'm not gonna lie. We met. I met some guys out there that been around for wrestling for years and. It was a trip, man, just walking around in their fucking boxer shorts. <laughs> they don't even care. Like, they went into a CVS, didn't even care. And uh, I was just tripping. Actually, it was one of the guys I think she used to go out with back in the day, Missy. Used to date Hollywood or something like that. I'm trying to oh, Tatum? Tatum, yes. I met him. I never met him before. I finally met him. Man, he is one funny motherfucker, man. He's hilarious, dude. He's a trip. I mean, he would walk around in his underwear all night, uh, and he would go to the fucking CVS in his underwear. He didn't care. He wouldn't put a pair of pants on, man, to kill to save his wife. I mean, it was fucking hysterical, man. Was, we there, any, was there any heat? I don't want to get heat for saying it, but Missy Hyatt has said this on numerous interviews she's had, so I'm not pulling it out of my ass. She said when she was in uh, ECW, she was uh, fucking Hack, and Hack was still married to... Uh, I forgot her name. Peaches. Peaches, yeah. The one that was with Ray. Lori. Lori. Did yeah. uh, Lori find out that they were screwing around? I'm sure she did. Think she care? They're divorced now, though, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, come on. I remember walking in the bathroom and uh, just hearing it. I was just like, what the fuck is going on in there? And then I, it's pretty simple. I mean, you could tell just by seeing the people's feet <laughs> underneath. Man, you knew what was going on. Yeah, he was banging the shit out of her in the bathroom. I don't know if that makes him a lucky guy or not. Don't know. <laughs> she did in a shoot another uh, shoot another interview she did. I guess the uh, Feinstein did a shoot interview with her. Yeah, probably. Saying years later that uh, she went into a hot tub with him and kept trying to fuck him and he couldn't get hard. Which I mean, well, clearly the guy's gay. I mean, he's not going to get hard for any girl. But no. it's like, why when you're going around saying this, that kind of makes you look cheap. Why the fuck would you want to? Bang this guy in a hot tub. Guy that I don't know. Him. I don't know why. I don't know why she would say that. But who knows, man? Uh, I don't know. I was doing the captain's corner, you know, and that's what she watched was. some of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, he's actually a very nice guy that does the captain's corner. Uh, so we we had a good time, and uh, 
like I said, they were hanging out and uh, the hotel was cool. You know, the show, we did the 80s con, which wasn't bad. But yeah, everybody was, that was the big talk of the, you know, the con was her. Like everybody could not believe that Sonny, what she did. And then she's got that smirk on her face, you know, like she's better than people or, you know, like, oh, it's me again. You know, that look, wise ass look she has, you know. But she, like I said, shit's different now because she's in Florida. Like I said, she's not in New Jersey now. She's stuck down here, dude. And they're not going to let her go. They're not going to bring her back up to New Jersey. They're going to make her pay. The guy is from Florida and he died. So they're going to make her pay. They're going to keep her in Florida and they're going to keep her locked up. And the, you know, what I don't get is why you would let her out in the first place. Well, we're going to get the full toxicology. I don't believe it takes a month. You or I would have been sitting in a, a fucking one-room cell with 50 other guys while we got those results. But they let her out. But they three and a half times the legal limit, and they found a bunch of THC in her system. Uh, and that's all they told us. There's probably other stuff in her system, too. I THC is not a problem. You know what I mean? If they found THC in her system, who cares? But... Look at the, the benzos. Look at the pain meds. I mean, look at the crack cocaine that she actually mentioned to the police officer. Oh, the methamphetamines that are in his pockets, they're not mine. I mean, she pretty much is rattling her own fucking boyfriend. I'm holding him for it. I'm holding her his crack cocaine or his methamphetamine. You know what I mean? It's like I, even the, the sheriff probably got in trouble because he should have locked her up right there on the spot. You know, both cops were looking at each other like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do? You know? And when he looked at her and said, I'm the same police officer that's been out here. I couldn't tell you how many freaking times. So who knows? You know, and like I said, I don't know who this guy is, but if he paid for the lawyer, that lawyer's done. Gone. That lawyer's walking, man. He ain't fucking going to represent her. That's a, that's a losing battle, man. What's gonna happen? What's, what she's gonna find out soon is she's not she's not gonna she's not gonna have a boyfriend because he's gonna he's gonna roll because he don't want no heat in Florida and he's gonna have a lot of heat because it was his car she was in so I don't care what he says I mean there's some way in hell they're gonna have to pull him in some way and he's gonna get drug into it he better have fleed the state by now if he was smart he'd be out of here because. Like I said, the family is suing her. She she doesn't. What does she have? She don't have anything. She have anything. She has nothing. She just got out of jail. What? A year and a half ago, if that. I mean, she barely. Oh, I don't even think it was a year, was it? No, that's what I'm saying. Like she does get out of jail, and then what does she get? Gets 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 out of jail. She could survive maybe four or five months before she's in trouble again, and then it's like back right at it again. Let's see what she's worth supposedly and i find this very hard to believe uh at one point in time she was worth 11 million dollars probably she's i don't believe she's worth that anymore though no right now i mean honestly my opinion is right now she should be living in a mansion she should have plenty of fucking money saved and she should have nothing to worry about honest to god so by her being a junkie and continuously doing the things that she does without any fucking like liability at all. Like she care less. She just don't Maybe care. Mill. Maybe she's worth a mill with OnlyFans. A lot of marks. 
But I think that would be more I, of a million. Listen, million even if she's, I don't think she's, even if she's worth a million dollars, she wouldn't have it in paper. No, she'd be all liquid. It's, yeah, you know what I mean? So, got my balls over here having nightmares. <laughs> when they were in ECW, she was, Chris stayed for a while after she was gone. Did they, did Paul, he just say, we don't want you around anymore, get out, you're not worth it? Who knows? I mean, I, I, I told, I mean, I told you before what happened when uh, I remember Raven came in the back of the uh, dressing room and somebody got in his bag and took a bunch of shit out of his bag. And we were all like, okay, you know, who's the new person in the locker room? Let's figure out who this is. Cause we usually could find out right away. We'll, we'll figure it out right away. I mean, people have stolen from guys before in the locker room and we found out immediately who did it. You know what I mean? I remember Scotty Bigelow was like, somebody took something out of my bag. And I mean, come on, we knew who it was. I mean, he was in the, he was a brand new guy in the locker room. We'd never seen him before. He, he had a reputation of stealing. So it wasn't hard for us to figure it out. But with her, like she would never admit to doing anything. So we would just look at her. And like I said, we saw her sitting in a chair out of it. I mean, totally passed out, pissed herself because she took a bunch of somos and didn't think anything of it, didn't care about anybody, didn't even think about what could happen. You know, it was like, you know, pop them, take them, who cares? And like I said, we all turned around and she's sitting there in a chair, uh, soaked pants because she pissed herself because she's that fucked up. And it was pretty fucking sad because we were all looking at her and it was just like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like now we know who, who stole your stuff, Scotty. And it's obvious. Look at her. I mean, she's a freaking mess. So we couldn't handle it anymore. And I think, I, I think actually Paul was just like, look, you got to go before something happens and then there's no turning back. I mean, if, I mean, look at New Jack with what happened with him in Boston. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that would have been the next thing. She would have died or something would have happened and we would have had problems. So I think Paul wanted her away, to be honest with you. But before she got into wrestling with Smoky Mountain, Jim Cornette brought her in. Um, she was in, supposedly she was in medical school. She's going to be a doctor because I guess she was very intelligent, photographic memory, everything. Do you think she had problems before that substance or do you think the wrestling business maybe caused all the demons for her? She got to remember, I went to the Monster Factory. So did Chris Candido. She was there with him. And that's how I met them. I became friends with them in 1988. That's when I ran into him there. You know, I didn't know them from Adam. I just knew he was a second or third year generation wrestler. His grandfather was a wrestler. I don't know if his dad was, but I know his grandfather was because I met him. And he was, uh, he would come to the Monster Factory because he was friends with Larry Sharp and uh, uh, Charlie Fulton. So he would always come in there. He was an old timer. And that's how I knew. And Chris, he was perfect. I mean, he had it down. He was he was the man. He could work. He had no gimmicks needed. I mean, he was perfect. I, I, he was one of my best friends. You know, that's why I can't stand her because I seen what he, she used to do to him and I hated her for it. And I, she didn't like me either because I would never put her over. I can't I couldn't stand her. So I would never put her over. And she hated me for it because I would never want to like try to hook up with her. And that pissed her off, I guess, you know. 
And I, we were, even my partner, we couldn't take, we couldn't handle her. We, we always used to be like, man, Chris, open your eyes, bro, please. You know, he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I remember he's been with her for so long. High school sweethearts, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they were together, like I said, when I met him in the 88, they were together. They were together before that. So I, then we would run into each other here and there. I remember one time WCW called me and my partner and said, uh, you, you know, you're in Philly. We were like, yeah, you know, they go, oh, take a ride to Atlantic City, WCW. They go, we want to use you in the sh- uh, house show at the casinos. I was like, absolutely, we'll be there. So we showed up. They tugged me up with Sid Vicious against the Steiners. They let Anthony work um, uh, Matt Bourne when he was uh, the lumberjack. Josh. Yeah, big Josh. But in the meantime, you know, she looks at me with this look, with this attitude look that she always does. And she's like, what are you guys doing here? You know, and Chris, he's more or less, hey, how you doing? He's happy to see us. Her, she's just like, what are you doing here? You know, so the same attitude, I look at her. I'm like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like, why are you here? You're a fucking girl. Like, why are you even here? You know what I mean? We, I don't even think they were using girls in the business at that point. You know, or not many. And... Like I said, Chris looked at me. He goes, I'm just trying to get work. I said, I know you are, bro. It's cool. I said, they cool. That's, that's why run. You had a little WCW run there when Russo was booking toward the end. Uh, but I remember uh, uh, she got some heat, and they got rid of both of her. Because so, I, I guarantee she did something stupid. You something, know what I mean? had something to do with, Kim, from what I heard, it had something to do with Kimberly Page. Stole something from her or planned it. That's what I'm saying. You see what I mean? She'll go in somebody's bag and steal. She's a thief. That's what sucks, dude. In our business, we hate thieves, dude. I mean, that's one thing we cannot stand. I mean, when we put our bags in our locker room, we have to be secure knowing our bags are going to be okay. Now, you know, with her in the locker room, you can never leave your bag there. Or you can never put your pouch in your bag and lock it up because... It's not going to be there when you come back. I mean, it's just, that's messed up. I mean, how many times is she going to get in a car and go after some guy or go after some girl that she's pissed off at? It's just so fucking stupid, dude. And now, like I said, she killed somebody in Florida. You don't want to do anything in Florida bad. I mean, I know people that have gotten pulled over with a DUI in Florida. And the first offense is $10,000 and they take your license away for six months. I remember Larry Sharp, before he passed away, God rest his soul, he got pulled over in Florida because he was drinking hard, man, and he got a DUI. He's like, I'm not fucking going to stay in Florida. He got right on a plane and flew right back to New Jersey and said, I'll never go to Florida again. And that's what he did, you know, before they put him in the home to get better. And it just wasn't, he wasn't getting better. You know, people were actually going to visit him. I know this because people told me. And bringing him back. You don't do that, man. If you if you love fucking Larry Sharp and you, you respect him, why would you do that? He's dying because of alcohol. You know, so, you know, it, when I heard all that crap, it just made me more pissed. You know what I mean? It's a shame. But I'm waiting for Danny Cage to get back in touch with me. we got something going on June 30th in uh, Philadelphia at the 2300 building. Not sure exactly what's happening, but he will be letting people know shortly what's going on. So I don't know what's up. Can't really say, but I'm excited. So it should be pretty cool. I was not invited to this uh, fan, so I will not be at the 
300 buildings. Well, it has something to do with the, the monster factory where they're bringing back the veterans, like the headbangers, me, a couple other guys that have already been through the factory. And now there's guys that are up and coming in the factory. So what Danny wants to do is have us versus them, you know, which is pretty cool. And it's not going to be at the regular, you know, uh, school where they usually have shows. They're going to put it on at the arena. So that means something's big going on. So either somebody's filming this for a doc or something like that. We're not really sure. Can't say exactly, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with something like that. Did Saturn go to the Monster Factory? No. I don't know where Perry Saturn uh, came out of. Maybe Killer Kowalski. That's I think he's from Boston. Wasn't he out of Boston, I think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where he got out of. Uh, he's yeah. a great player. I like Perry, man. Me and Perry got along. And Cronus. We all, I mean, honestly, between me, Anthony, and them two, we always got along. We never had any problems. We always had great matches. We always took care of each other and made sure nobody got hurt. We always made sure, you know, God forbid, I seen my partner a couple times save Perry's ass because Perry would jump out of the ring sometimes. And if he didn't get enough height or didn't get enough altitude to go far, I mean, Anthony couldn't catch him. So he would honestly, I mean, honestly, I've seen it happen. Anthony dove headfirst to hit the ground to protect Perry. So when Perry would hit the, he wouldn't hit the ground. He actually fell on top of Anthony. Anthony would hit the ground and break his fall. So, I mean, I've seen that happen a few times. I mean, even when I would do the pit bull elevator and we would do the clothesline over the top, I would always hold on to their head and make sure their feet touched the ground before I let go with their head, you know? And, you know, that's Cronus weighing 300 and freaking 20 pounds, you know what I mean? Because Cronus all there. Was that yeah. gimmick or was he a little, or was he a little off? Uh, Cronus was crazy, man. He was just a typical wrestler. He's freaking crazy. I mean, I know, I've heard stories where people pull guns on him and he would be like, woohoo, you know, that's what he would do. Woo, what are you gonna do? Shoot me, gonna shoot me, gonna shoot me, you know. And the guy's looking at him like he's fucking nuts. So before you know it, Perry and him would take the guy, the guy's gun right from him because the guy's in shock. Like he's looking at Cronus like, and Perry would tell this story and say, Man, he's freaking crazy. Like he's he's not afraid of death. Like he could care less. He just wasn't afraid. He just either he was stupid and didn't realize, or he just didn't care. But I would go to Japan with Crone. When I lost my partner, Anthony, rest his soul, uh, I, I mean, Cronus would come to Puerto Rico with me and tag up. And we had the belts. Uh, we would go to Japan, tag up. Uh, I would even go to Japan with Balls Mahoney and tag up with him for FMW when, when ECW was taking over FMW. You know, my partner passed away. So, I mean, I, I had a lot of chances to work with a lot of guys from ECW that I was already friends with. And, you know, it was cool to, uh, you know, be, you know, go to Japan with Balls and other guys and wrestle with them there. You know, because it's, it's just a learning experience to me, you know. Being in the ring with a different person just makes you better all the time. I don't care who you are. Why do you think Perry got sick of Cronus? I mean, he openly admitted he was just sick of was he think it was that he was sick of being with Cronus or he just really wanted to be a singles wrestler? It was 
I remember that time because he had hurt his, he blew his knee. Uh, Raven was getting ready to roll to WCW. I had to get knee surgery as well. I was going to go with Raven in the beginning with the flock, but they didn't want to sign me. I mean, my knee was, I had to get my knee fixed and I got my knee fixed and they wanted me to recover before they brought me in. So I just, you know, I hung out and just bounced and waited, you know, and then, uh, and then eventually Bischoff called me and aunt and said, you know, you guys want to come in, you know, for the December pay-per-view and you guys will work against the Steiners and, you know, we're going to give you a strap, we'll give you a three-year deal. You know, we're looking at 1.5, which is phenomenal. Because we would have signed another three point We would have signed another three years easily. I, I would have wanted to, to get the six years in, and then I would have retired, and we would have ended it. But to this, if Ant was alive today, we'd probably still be tag teaming up right now wrestling because our tag team special, we're, we're tag team specials, period. So if the Rock and Roll Express could still be working, we'd be working our ass. Yeah, still working. Yes. And we used to work them every Thanksgiving. It would either be the Fantastics or the Rock and Roll Express in Tennessee. We would fly down every Thanksgiving. I remember I'd get up on Thanksgiving Day, Philadelphia. I remember my wife would, would have Thanksgiving dinner. We'd have it early because I had to go right to the airport that afternoon, jump on a plane with my partner, fly to fucking Tennessee. Because in Tennessee, on uh, Thanksgiving, they always have a pro wrestling show. That's just what they do down in Tennessee. Because people, I guess they want to eat with the family, then go out that evening. And that's what they would do. They would always go and show up at the show and always be packed, always be sold out. And like I said, we were either going to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express or the Fantastics. And that's how it always was. I mean, we were always the ones that were going down there, but we would wrestle different teams. But it usually was between those two teams that we would wrestle. Fly back to Philly that Thursday night or that Thursday morning or that Friday morning. And then I would stay at the airport because I would just be jumping on another plane going out to California to work, being my partner. You know, then be back Sunday and jump in a cab and go home. You know, that's my week. That was my long weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know what I mean? So it was a pretty cool week because we had that extra Thursday in. You know, we were doing really well on Independence back then. You know, we just left ECW and, you know, we were debating on where we were going to go. You know what I mean? I wanted to go to Vince. He brought us in in 98 to re-sign us. I don't know what his problem was. He had Terry Reynolds going to be our manager. So we were psyched. I mean, and we would have got a good push. We had a good run against the headbangers. because We worked them so many times. Uh, it would have been good, but I don't know. He was just one of them moves, I guess he was in. And then I got a call to go to California and do some stuff, which we did. And then, uh, fuck it, man. Uh, uh, I remember uh, Australia hit us up and said, you know, you want to come down to Australia, you know, and it was uh, Mike Lewin, Mark Lewin, from the uh, Taskmaster. Was he, was he the Purple Haze? Yes, he was the Purple Haze, not the fake Purple Haze, the Purple Haze, and uh, yeah, he took care of me and my partner, liked us, gave us the tag, we were Australian tag team champions, you know, we were on Good Morning 
Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, every morning, six o'clock, they make us do that kind of shit because we were the tech champs. So we had to do extra work. It was just rough, man, getting up like four in the a.m. and have to be on set at 6 a.m. in a chair. And man, a lot of cocaine, man. <laughs> a lot of cocaine to get up and do that. So, Perry, do you think he just wanted to be a single superstar? No, he was a great tag team. I mean, when uh, Ant passed and then when Cronus passed, I remember I ran into him that we were at one of the shows and he was doing, I was supposed to wrestle Raven, but his shoulder got fucked up or something and he was hurt. So he really couldn't work. So we ended up putting the flock together. I ended up wrestling three guys. And then Sandman came in, made the save. It was a complete you know, shit storm because Raven didn't want to work. And we were in front of 3,500 people. I'm like, come on, Scotty, let's fucking work. Let's have a, let's have a good match. We can fucking tear this house down. He just didn't want to do it. He was just being lazy Raven. And uh, I had to do that, which was okay. And I, that's when I seen Perry because Perry was there and I was like, yo, what's up, bro? And he's, just, you know, he was talking to me and shooting his shit. And he's like, man, because I think back, man, I said, yeah, but you were always straight. He goes, yeah, I was not straight. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, you were always straight. I mean, you had to be. You were working with Taz at the school in New York. How could you be fucked up? He goes, dude, every arena show, when you see me, remember, I wouldn't talk that much. I said, no, nah, you were always quiet. He goes, because I was fucked up. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. We had no idea. You know, and he just hit it very well. I'm not going to lie. You know, because he was professional. You know, and some guys don't give a shit. And then you got guys that do care, and, you know, they'll be kayfabe about it. But there's no kayfabe no more. You know, that's done and over with now. It's gone. I mean, I'm watching. Listen, this is not wrong. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I actually think it's a good idea that these younger guys are actually going back in time, looking at old matches, you know, and picking up stuff. I think that's a great idea. but. Not only are they going back and watching the match, they're honestly redoing the same match again. From the FTR, that a, was Brett Nolan. They just they from, did it. Yes, from Perfect. spot A to A to Z. Okay, look, dude, change it up a little bit. When they could put picture picture, and it's the same fucking match in one screen and the other screen, but just two different guys. Now it's like what you're doing to me. You're just it's copy infringing. <laughs> That's how I look at it. I mean, why don't you use a couple of the moves and then use your own stuff? You don't have to use everything they did. You know what I mean? Take some of it. I always would take some matches, some parts of another match and add it to our match. I mean, when we were in ECW, I mean, we were wrestling tag teams every single night. You know, if we wrestled FBI, which was a night off, it was fun as hell working them guys because we would have to crowd like crazy because they would get so much heat because of their gimmick i mean it was a i looked forward to having matches with them guys i mean all they do is come out and go like this and the people are hating the shit out of them i mean when i hit tommy rich with a right hand off that apron people that place would go crazy that's how much heat tommy rich would have you know with tracy smothers and nunzio and 
We had great matches, man. It was awesome. We had great matches with every tag team in the arena in ECW, from the Public Enemy to the Bruise Brothers to the Steiners, the Road Warriors, everybody we went through. Doug Furness, LaFont, they were called the Canadian uh, Strike Force or something like that. They were called Can-Am or something they were called. But they were a great tag team, too, like the British Bulldogs. Uh, but, yeah, just everything's so different now, man. And I'm glad they're giving that Warlow guy a, a nice push. Doesn't it remind you, though, of Goldberg? He's coming down with the security and uh, – yeah. Yeah. And he's walking through everybody, but uh, oh, you're just beating the hell out of everybody. Those poor guys are taking beatings, man. I love it. I love. I mean, he's hitting them with clean rights, and you could see the guys trying to bump, and but then you see the guys that are bumping legit because he's nailing them, man. But I mean, he has to do it that way. It's TV. I mean, you got to be stiff for TV. I always, I always said that. He's got everything going for him. He's young. He's good yeah. looking. He's big. He looks like a wrestler. He can work. Not a bad talker. He's no, he's got his promos are good. I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna put it out there. MJF is helping this guy out and giving him a push and a fucking ass. And that's the truth. By MJF signing him and doing that whole gimmick and then coming up with this storyline, I think it's perfect. And that's something we need to have in the business because I don't see it. I don't see it in Vince. And I was reading something. Maybe you heard something. What's up with they're taking Charlotte Flair off the of television? What's going on? She's getting married. Her and Andrade are going to finally get married. Okay, that's a good she's thing. A little time off. Which, I mean, she been work. I heard for the longest time, I thought she was the most talented person in the WWE. I remember everybody say it's AJ Styles. It's like AJ can't talk. I was like Charlotte can talk. She can work. She can wrestle. I thought she was the, the complete package. I think Becky Lynch took it to another level, but Charlotte was amazing. I can't say a bad thing about her. Dude, do, do, taking them moonsaws off the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring, amazing. I mean, she has great athletic ability, and that's no joke, man, when it comes to her. I got to admit that, man, because I every time she does that move, I just go, Ugh. so I'm like, please don't hurt your leg. Please don't hurt your name. You know what I'm saying? What did you think? And my son and I were excited. And and uh, my my day job, a lot of wrestling fans, all messaging each other because we all work from home. Dan Housen, finally, Dan Housen's gonna wrestle. And we waited all day. And the ding ding ding, bam, ding ding ding. Done. What the fuck? I get that you want the angle where him and Hook shake hands and they're friends. But did you have to job the guy out? It, I mean, literally, he got punched, need pin. That was his entrance was longer than the match. What was the point? No, of I don't, well, I mean, if I was a booker, I wouldn't have let him win. He, I wouldn't have put him over. He's a gimmick. Well, would you have had him jobbed out in like ten seconds? What else are you gonna do with him? <laughs> he can actually. He's not a bad wrestler. He's just he's small. But the same thing you can say about book. Hook is good. He's a good judo wrestler. He's like his dad. He's scrawny as shit. Well, maybe putting him with Hook. Hook housing. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's, dude, we're, we're on a roll this week. We got sunny in fucking Florida. Now we got hook housing. Dude, come on, man. Yo, guys, AEW, you got two writers right here, man. Two of us right Tony, here. Tony listens to the fans. You want to listen to the fans? Listen to the wrestling fans who are wrestling. Because we'll tell you what's right and what's wrong. I uh, ended up running into Mark Henry last weekend, too. Great fucking guy, dude, man. He's awesome. Love him. Uh, Remembers the pit bulls well. He admitted, man, he goes, I used to go home. He goes, before I was a wrestler, I was a Mark. I used to watch ECW. Because they're doing the documentary on the pit bulls. So, you know, he's asking people, you know, to comment on us. And he put us over. I got to give him props. He goes, he admitted he used to watch at two o'clock in the morning when he got back to his hotel room, you know, because he, you know, and even Barbarian and the Warlord, they told me because when I was staying with Barb that one time in uh, Charlotte for the whole weekend, he sat there. He's like, "Man, we used to get home from the hotel, you know, it was late, and you know how long it takes to wind down." He goes, "We would fucking find ECW on the TV, and we would all go in one room and watch it. You guys made us fucking. We were going crazy because you guys were nuts." You were working way harder than we were, he goes, and we loved it because of the violence. They loved it, man, but they didn't realize because I was like, you didn't realize after that one night stand, you guys are going fucking legit fucking attitude era, and that was because of us. And he was like, yo, fuck yeah. And he was by that time, I think they were in WCW, the Barbarian and the Mark, and Mark Wood became sexual chocolate. He was even <laughs> way young, you know, he gave. I mean, that was man, a he was, story. Listen, man, I go back. When I first met him in 98, we were at the Spectrum in Philadelphia getting ready to work for Vince. We were working the headbangers. And I, Mark was in the, our locker room. We had The Rock, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart. Uh, one or two, I think one of the Road Warriors might have been in there. Mike might have been with us. Uh, Godfather was with us, but it was cool because Dwayne was just like I remember Dwayne when he was a fucking kid, you know. Because Alpha and them, you know, they very protective of the children. And uh, when we did get there, you know, everybody was you know very nice to us, very cool. But everybody wanted to go out with us at the end of the night, and we were just like, oh man, like there's no way I could take Dwayne out. Alpha will kill me. If we get his son in trouble, we're done. You know, so I couldn't do that. Uh, Sean Michaels is like, hey, man, Pitbulls, you're in Philly, man. I heard about you guys. You got to take me out in Philly. And we're just like, mm. I don't, at that point, I didn't, like, I knew Marty Janetti, and I was kind of tight with him. But I didn't know how, I didn't know if Sean would bury us. You see what I'm saying? I didn't know what he would do. So I figured, you know, we looked at each other and Steve was just looking at both of us. And he's like, you're coming with me at the hotel. Okay. And he's like, I'll meet you downstairs in the, in the hotel. And then we'll, we were hanging out with him and Bradshaw. And that was when they were doing the, the fights, the boxing matches. Brawl for all. Yeah, the brawl for all. It was, it was funny because we're sitting at the table, you know, we're shooting the shit, you know, with Steve and he was just like, uh, what the fuck is your problem, JBL? Like, what are you fucking sitting there whining for? You know what I mean? That's what Steve said to him, you know? And we're looking at him we're like, what the fuck are you crying about? You work for Vince. You're making money. What are you crying about? 
Well, I lost tonight. So you lost. Big deal. How much? So Steve's like, well, how much money did you make? Misa shakes his head, shakes his head. So we, me and my partner look at each other. We're like, come on. You know, John, tell us how much money you fucking made. I made 65 grand. You made 65 grand for two fucking seconds or three seconds and Billy Gunn knocked you the fuck out? <laughs> fucking uh, Steve stopped, put his beer down, looked at him and said, shut the fuck up. If I hear you cry one more fucking time, I'm breaking this bottle over your head. We were laughing so hard. I was dying, man. I'm like, you made 65 grand in one night. People don't make that in a fucking year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're crying about it. So Steve put, set him straight quick. And then uh, he was like, let's go upstairs and hang out. We were like, all right. And that's all we did. And I didn't leave there until like four or five in the morning. You know? But we always hung out with Steve. I mean, he, he'd be at my house, him and Rick Rude and Mongo and them guys, before we would go to the arena. You know, for a Saturday night at the arena show that's being taped for TV. So I was 10 blocks away from the arena. So we would all go to my house, sit at my bar in my house, have some drinks, have party a little bit. And then it takes us like two minutes to get to the building. You know, and that's pretty much what we'd always do. What do you think the big rumor going around is that MJF is unhappy in AEW? And in 2024, when his extension's done, he's going to go to Vince because apparently Vince is very interested, which he should be. He's probably the best talker in the sport. Now I've heard through, you know, the, the sheets that they all say that one of MJF's big issues is that he's been there since the beginning, probably the most, the best heel in the fucking sport right now. Yeah. And he's getting paid less than the WWE cast ups, than your big shows, your Mark Henry's who don't wrestle is CM Punk. Jericho, Moxley, Regal, Bryant. I can kind of see his frustration. Why should a Jericho, I get he's a name, why should MJF be making not even half of what that guy is when he's the most over guy in the ratings? Uh, Because it's not his time yet. In our business, you have to earn your, your, earn your money. You have to get experience. He's, I don't care how good everybody thinks he is now or how great his promos are. He still is green, regardless. I mean, I could watch him work and tell he's still green working. Okay, yeah, his promos are great. He's got good fucking uh, quick fucking rebuttals. I mean, he, he's a quick answer. Uh, he's got the gift of gab, you know, and, he, and he's able in the position to peak put people over, which is a good thing. So if anything, it's going to make, it's going to help his career. Because by Vince watching him put Warlow over and getting him over makes Vince think, well, wait a minute. Now, not only can it, can and he get himself over, he's able to get other people over as well, where Vince may not be able to, but this MJF can, could, could, you know. He's going to go where the money is. Okay? That's how, that it's, it's the business. You know, yeah, he got there. He should be very grateful to AEW because I, when I seen him, I met him at the boardwalk beatdown. I didn't even meet him. He didn't even come up and say hello to me. Okay. That's just how he is. He walked around like he thought he, I, I looked at my boy and said, who the fuck is that? I go, who is he? He thinks he's Shawn Michaels. You know, he's walking around with a scarf and, you know, playing with his hair and, 
you know, and I'm just looking across and I'm just like, okay, number one, he has no courtesy. He don't come up to the veterans and say hello and introduce himself. I don't know who he is. So I'm not, I'm not going up to him. I can give two fucks. But eventually, once I seen him breaking AEW and I started seeing him do shit, I was like, damn, he is pretty good. Like I said, in some ways, he's good. In, in some of the practices of our business, he has it mastered. But as far as work and the psychology of a work, because he's a heel. Being a heel, you call most of the matches. He's not ready to call a match. He's just not ready. Now, do you think the way he was acting when you met him, was he just in character? Was he kayfabe, or do you think he is just a little prick? I can't tell with him. He, he never breaks character. It's, it's almost genius in this day and age. I, I think he was just a fucking, he's a spoiled, rotten, brat prick. And that's the truth. I mean, he comes from money. Mm-hmm. He never had a struggle a day in his fucking life. You know what I'm saying? And he's pulling this gimmick and it's getting over. I, I got to give him props. You know, Mother's Day, he tells his mother she's a fucking skank or something. Yeah, and she's holding a sign. She goes to the show in Long Island. She's got a big sign. He didn't even buy me a Mother's Day present. But that's great. But that's good. That's great because that just makes him a more better heel. But what's going to happen when his contract's done in AEW? He's going to want a lot of money. They're not going to want to give it to him, but Vince will. But here's my fear. Vince is scripted. Now, the beauty of MJF is they just let him talk in AEW. How's that going to translate if Vince is like, well, I can't just let you say whatever. Here, memorize your lines. That's going to be the problem. (laughs) Now, you still get paid, and you probably still get over, but when when your strong point is being able to talk, and now you got somebody doing the writing for you, that's not going to work. Dude, that means his gift to gab, it's it's not a talent anymore. If somebody's writing your your lines for you to cut promos, that talent that you have to cut promos is useless to you now. Because some idiot who works for a soap opera and used to write for soap operas is writing this crap that they're airing on television. So he will have a problem when he goes to Vince with that because he's not used to it, you know? But like I told everybody, I don't care how you were trained. I don't care how anything is. I don't care what your gimmick is. I don't care how your hair is. I don't care what your weight is. When you go to Vince, every single thing changes. Your gimmick will change. If you have long hair, he'll probably tell you to cut it. If you have short hair, he'll probably tell you to grow it long. Uh, he's going to start telling you this is what you're going to say on your promos, and you cannot add anything, and you cannot change it in one bit. It has to be just like it's written. I could not do that. I hate that because I've done TV shows. I've done television shows. I've done many series where I had a script, and it sucked. It's a long, long work long hours you do get paid good but it's just some long hours i'm used to wrestling minutes not hours <laughs> so let me see if they were like in mjf case which i think they might do with cody i don't watch much of vince's tv it's so bad okay you go out there and you can say what you want but you got to hit this 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 and this because i'm sure like enzo because i was a big enzo and Cass fan 
They yeah. probably said, I need you to go out there and make fun of this guy, make fun of this guy, and put this guy over. Yeah. And they probably did let him make it all up as he went, as long as he didn't fuck it up. You don't have to start scripting. I, I could handle that, you know, if somebody's like, okay, I just need you to hit these three points, but you can talk. Then, I mean, you should be able to. But if somebody gives you like five pages, like, you know, Cena would get to memorize, it's like, fuck, why would I say this? I couldn't remember yeah. it. Uh, I, dude. <laughs> All the concussions I've had, there's, it's like Paul would do it like you said. Paul would say, okay, you got to get A, B, and C. Now, D, E, F, hey, Gar, do what you do best. Anthony, do what you do best. Cut the promo. You know, put your guys over that you're going against so when you beat them, it looks like you beat somebody. You know what I mean? So it's good. I mean, I'm hoping that he puts Warlow over and then makes him a star. And that is what's going to give MJF credibility because that's going to make him. That's going to want. That's that is what people are going to want to use him for is to make people. And if he can do that, that in itself is a gift. So he may not have to wrestle a day in his life if he can cut promos and get them over, or, or do the gimmick. Do the gimmick with Mister Hughes like they did back in the day. They brought him in as a bodyguard so they could bring another Warlow in for Vince. And he'll make them a star. And MJF, they, he's, he's what I think, he is what now what Orange Cassidy was in the beginning. You wrestle at a pay-per-view, maybe once in a blue moon, two or three times a year on TV, you out there and you do promos and interviews. They don't overexpose him. And, and I do like that. I mean, he's almost like a special attraction. If I was the cons, I'd want to hold on to him. I wouldn't want to let him go. I mean, that's just me. But... Like I like I said before, he's going to go where the money is, Ooh. you know. And, and it just makes sense in our business. Everybody goes where the money is. I mean, we're here to make money. Sucks that uh, our country has to be this way. We're the richest country in the world, and why aren't every citizen in this country have a house? You know, every citizen in this country should have food. It's bullshit. You know, it, it's it's insane that you can go through cities. And see city, small cities in big cities of homeless people. It's yeah. fucked up. Yet we can give $30 billion to the Ukraine. But yet we've got... That's what I'm saying. Listen, got miles I, worth of people listen, I, I feel bad for those people. I mean, you got to remember, they, this is the second war. They had to deal with fucking a Nazi fuck, okay, Hitler. Now they're dealing with a, another fuck, Putin. You know, fuck that motherfucker, man. Somebody's got to put him out, man. Get him to fuck Russia. Everybody collective, we can fucking squash them, dude. They're not, their tanks are from the fuck. Their tanks are shit. Their military is the shit. And I heard all this shit, all their military is devastating. Dude, these are fucking militia groups in Ukraine that are kicking their ass. I was in a military school. I went to Hargrave Military Academy, okay? Not these fag places that fucking Trump went to in New York Military School or where Vince McMahon went to New York Military School. It's not Valley Forge Military School. No, I was in Hargrave Military Academy, Chatham, Virginia. One of the baddest, hardest military schools in the country. So where all the rich people sent their kids like fucking Trump and Vince McMahon, those military schools were pussy fucking military schools. Where I went, I got waterboarded every single day. 
until I got immune to it. They beat me every day. They didn't care. My parents told them to. You know, I was fat. They're like, make him lose weight. Make him run every single day. I mean, my first year, I had 168 tours, which means 168 hours of either standing at attention near, like an inch from the wall, or with my rifle, I have to march in a circle or a square, or they put you in, it's 110 degrees outside, they'll tell you to put your fucking parade outfit, your gimmick on, uh, get your parade rifle, carry that motherfucker up and down 65 flights of steps, man, up and down for three hours until your hours were done every day. I would have been kicked out of there. Oh, I was almost, dude. <laughs> I was trying you to get you in military school, it was like this. You, can, you can't lie, you can't cheat, and you can't steal. Everything else goes. You really are not allowed to curse. If you are cursing, sometimes you get right up and you get like two or three hours. But majority, once I got my second year there, I went back and I had a change of an attitude because I couldn't beat them. They were killing me. They were kicking my ass. So I finally said, I'm going to join them now. So I joined them that year. I got rank. They made me a corporal and I ended up becoming a buck sergeant before I got out that year. When I ended up back there in eighth grade, they bumped me right up to staff sergeant before I know it. I left. They were putting me in the battalion staff and I was a sergeant major when I rolled out of there and I had rank. I was in charge of the whole barracks. I, I turned into a military guy. I had to. There was no other choice because they'll beat you until you turn. So, and, and you got to remember, I was very young. I was like eight, nine, 10, 11. You know, when you're in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, you're very young. You don't get in ninth grade, you're only 14 years old. So, when I got back to high school in ninth grade, I looked like a total different person. I mean, I had arms. You could tell I was working out, I was doing thousand push-ups a day i mean they beat the shit out of you every single day they made me get in shape i had no problem with it so it was great because when i went back to you know school everybody who used to pick on me i whooped their fucking ass one by one every fucking one of them and they could sit back and say no you didn't but you remember motherfucker i got everybody Everybody that picked on me, I whooped their fucking ass when I got back because they taught me how to fight. I didn't know how to fight until I went to the military academy. First thing they taught me was uh, Israeli hand-to-hand combat. Oh, first, one. first one. First thing I was taught, got out of that, went into other mixed martial arts, got into bodybuilding, which realized there was no money in that. You know what I mean? And then that's when we realized, hey, let's try wrestling. It happened. Shit happens weird, man. People never expect to do it for a living. I mean, when I was growing up watching it with my grandpa, I never thought I'd be. I'm mean, like, I'm looking at superstar Billy Graham. I'm like, there's no way I'd be that big. You know, he works out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. He's the man. Well, he was also the innovator of steroids. Yeah. Well, he trained with Arnold. <laughs> I mean, he was shooting bleach and oil and everything into that body. I mean, he was. You know, yeah, violence. He was the innovator of roids. I mean, that guy had muscles on muscles. Then Scott Steiner took it to another level. Whoa, he did, man. He was putting that synthetic shit and just molds your muscles. And he had that, he had that bicep, and then he had like, he had like a growth. He had like another bicep. It was a growth, man. 
was gross. I, that was one hell of a peak, man, I got to admit. But like I said, I I always sat back, man. I was afraid. I said, man, I hope he didn't hurt himself, man, putting that shit in his body. I, who knows what it's going to do 10 years later down the road. Yeah, you know what I mean? He seems to be getting along okay. That's what I I was afraid. Like, you see some of those guys, like one guy from Iran, and you got this other guy from India that put this shit in their arms, and they got everything is small, but their arms their arms are going to get cut the fuck off because something's going to happen bad. You know, it just doesn't make sense why people would do that to their spies. Well, Scotty was probably the biggest ultimate warrior had a, he was big. Rick Rude had a good physique too. He wasn't huge. Lex Luger. Luger. When I I met Lex, listen, Lex Luger is, he's different. When you look at Lex Luger in person, he looks amazing when you look at him on tv you don't look as big Mm-mm. i don't know if it's because his legs were so fucking huge i mean his legs were like tom platt's almost i mean his legs were unbelievable when i met him i couldn't believe how big he was in person because usually tv adds 10 more pounds to you. but to him it just didn't do anything i don't know why and uh, now I look at Lex, man, it's a shame. That's it's almost sad. And there's a guy who probably legitimately, with the exception of steroids, because clearly he was just using steroids. Probably, yeah, but he wouldn't. Have, I mean, he probably not a ton, but he wasn't abusing it like most people. No, he had a good-looking physique. He ate right. He slept and all. And then all. I remember, he was a pro football player. He played for the Canadian Football League. So he was an athlete. And then he got hooked on what? Every drug under the sun with Miss Elizabeth. And I mean, now look at him. Dude, he's lucky he's not in jail. Oh, I remember they said when they uh, when they came to the house when she OD'd, all the stuff they fucking, a lot of steroids, a lot of other prescriptions that they seized from. No, he didn't do, he didn't do five minutes of time. I don't get it. Well, honey, they probably, you know, said she OD'd and he had no way he didn't give them door. No, I think she's taking pain pills with uh, with wine. I mean that'll happen. And, and she was not big, she was not a wrestler, she was a hundred pounds, maybe. Yeah, beautiful woman. Maybe 112 pounds, 115, if that. She was very light, very little. I wonder if Randy yeah. wanted to beat the shit out of him. Because I'm sure Randy still was in love with her. Oh, and she died, and when she died, I wonder if he wanted to kill Lex. I, I knowing Randy, I would say yes. Randy had a temper, from what I've heard. But he always protected her. I mean, he would lock her in his house, dude. When he would go on the road and she wasn't working, he, he would lock her in the fucking house because his house. I remember uh, you'd open the door, go into a gated gate, and then you could open that gate and leave. But when he would go on the road and leave her home, he would lock that gate so she couldn't leave. And I was just like, what the fuck did you do that? I mean, what if she's in a fire and she can't get out of the house? But she would always, like, if he wasn't there, she would always, like, she would, they were right down the street from Hogan. So she would go talk to Linda and hang out with Linda. You know, they... Still hot. But mean. Not a nice person. Not a nice person. She's hot and she has money and she's thick. She's got like all the great attributes. Yeah. I could be she driving home if I played my time right. What did, what did Hulk get divorced again? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. When is this guy going to stop? Stop. Rick Flair's divorced stop. again. <laughs> stop getting married, man. Yes. What the fuck? You just like giving your money away? Just give it to me. You don't have to stop yeah. giving it to them. I'll take it. If you, okay. if you want to give it away, give it to me. You know, you got enough money. I might even do things for it. You know, I mean, I have a price, just like Ted DiBiase taught us. <laughs> Everybody has a price. Virgil. Virgil now says he has stage two colon cancer. And and that's very sad. But the only thing I was like, you don't know what to work with this guy. And then sure enough, at the end, I started a GoFundMe. It's like, oh, Virgil, I don't know if I can believe you now. You've kind of uh, done the GoFundMe thing a lot over the years. So he doesn't look as good as he used to, but Virgil's questionable nowadays. In my opinion, he's questionable. Well, I was on the road with him last year. It was probably right before COVID happened and shit like that, I'm thinking. Uh, he didn't look good, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I like Virgil. He's nice to me. I mean, I was at the hotel with him and we were shooting the shit. And I just feel sorry for him. He's not having a really good good time right now. And uh, I think he's got dementia, which that's a shoot. I think that's a legit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys have that. Uh, I, I, I guarantee 90% of us wrestlers are going to have it. It's just a matter of when is it going to start. Some guys is going to start earlier than other guys. Saturn's already getting kind of bad. Last I saw him, and that's been a few years. Really? He also, I think, had a huge crack addiction. And uh, oh, he was living on the streets. Yeah, he was, he was, he was homeless, was, living yeah, on the streets. Got shot. Everybody. Got shot, and uh, I mean, like I said, he's a great athlete, man. An unbelievable worker, smooth as silk. I mean, his elbows coming off the top look so vicious, and it's like it's butter. Beautiful thing. There was an interview a few years ago. Somebody did a shoot with him, and I was very anxious to watch it because I was like, and, and, I, and anything that asked me, he was like, um, well, uh, um, um, uh, well, I was like, I can't. I, no. And I did. I, I can't watch that. I can't watch yeah, that. He was fucked up. Like I said, what I was trying to tell you earlier, you know, we were at that hardcore homecoming show, and you know, I went up to him and said, yo, why don't we tag up? And he ended up hurting his shoulder that night. So he was probably fucked up that night. You know, so it was like, I can't do anything with it. You know, how am I going to work with him? I can't be, what do I have to babysit this guy now? Didn't well, I've seen interviews with Marty Jannetty where he's standing on tables. He's high as a fucking kite. I've seen interviews where he's high as a kite. I've seen interviews where he's drunk. Uh, that, if, and I like Marty. That's a guy that can't get out of his own way. Yeah, I mean, I heard lately he's doing pretty good. I mean, he's he's been behaving, <laughs> you know. I know that. I mean, I'm tight with Marty. I mean, when I see him, we're we're best friends. I mean, he's cool. He's always been so cool with us, man. I think he's more talented than Sean. I've always said he. he was, let me tell you something. Oh, he could. He was Marty could work his fucking ass off, dude. I I mean, Owen, Owen was more talented than Brett, in my opinion. You know, it's, absolutely. Absolutely. Owen fucking has some skills, man. Because I would work with him in Japan and he taught me so much just working with him. And he was a great person. I mean, he was one of those guys that family comes first with him. I mean, he would bring a hot plate with him, like Nikolai Volkov, when they would go to Japan because they didn't want to spend that much money. 
You know, because it costs money over there, man. Japan ain't no fucking cheap fucking place to be. I mean, yeah, we're making great money, but we got to spend a ton of money to fucking eat, live, and just, you know, function the two or three weeks that we're there. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, I love Japan. You know what I mean? I mean, right now, I think that's the place. I mean, I tell a lot of guys that are coming up in the business, I'm like, look, if you're not happy with what you're doing, try to go to Japan right now. Because I see guys now that are six, eight, six, nine, 300 pounds. Guy moves like a 200 pounder. You know, he's just green. He's just still, you know, getting into the business. And I was talking to this guy. Uh, he was a big cat man, young still. And, uh, he had skills like Bam Bam Bigelow. He could move like a 200-pound guy, and he's almost, I think he was setting him was at 340, but he's tall too. So, I mean, that guy right there, I said, dude, go to Japan. Go to the fucking dojo. They'll train you, and then you work for them. You'll be, then when you come back to the United States, you already have a name for yourself, and you'll be worth more money. So I always try to tell the guys that. If they can do it, do it, you know? What do you think that AEW, the forbidden door that Tony Khan likes to say, I know it sold out instantaneously, 23,000 seats. What's up? AEW people versus Japan people. Other than the hardcore fans, do you think that's going to make a dent in pay-per-view buys? I mean, I think it's a good idea that they're uh, teaming up with New Japan. Uh, I remember when WCW did it. That helped their fucking ratings. Where you know, the whole idea came from, too, Bishop. Yeah, because when, when Muda and Chono and Master Saito and all them guys I worked in Japan would go to WCW, it, it just made the company bigger because then the company was laughing at Japan. So the guys were making more money. So it was a fucking awesome gimmick. You know, I mean, ECW, we tug up with FMW and Wings. We would do business with both of them companies in Japan. And we were always going, you know. I mean, we worked for New Japan before. You know, I was going back and forth. I'd go New Japan, come back ECW, another tour New Japan, then come back ECW. And we did that for at least the first two years. And then finally, you know, Paul was just like, I need to sign these full time, you know, and I'm going to put the belts on you and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, he gave me the TV title before Anthony even came, you know, and I didn't even want it. But I didn't realize, you know, at the time, I was just like, you know, I was stupid. You know, and Paul's like, look, take the belt, get some props, you know, get some accolades from it. It's a fucking TV title. And you could, you got the gift of gab, so you might as well use it. And we did it. And he told me, he's like, when it comes, you just drop it. And I had no problem doing that. And I dropped it to Mikey Whipwreck. And he became the star that he was is because I dropped that TV belt to him. Taz interfered in my match, took a nut shot, and one, two, three, man, he pinned me. Why like is he, it Mikey? Mikey doesn't do conventions. He doesn't, he, do he doesn't even do, any, I tried to do an interview with him, and I mean, he was polite. He's like, I don't do him. And it wasn't yeah. like he, he was holding out for money. He just, he does not do jack shit anymore. He's like, not in the public eye what's in, in the least. Like he's a hermit now. Uh, he's not liking. He's having a rough time right now. So he's, he's been scrambled a few times. I think he's admitted he's got some 
issues up there. He does. Uh, I just don't. I think he gained a lot of weight, and it, it just he's just not happy with himself. His health is a little bad, so he's got to get that in check. Uh, like I said, right before COVID, I was with Mikey in West Virginia. You know, I worked with him on a couple shows, and he seemed fine. I mean, he was able to get through a match, and he had no problem. But like I said, he just didn't seem happy. He just didn't want to be there. I mean, people, you got to remember, eventually people, I mean, the way the business is turning, people are starting to hate this business. People who are in the business are starting to hate it. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just not workers. It's promoters. You know, you got promoters out there that are morons. Some of them have no clue what they're doing. You know, that doesn't help any. So nothing makes me matter to see a promoter who's also a champion. That's another that, problem. That, that's the word. And, it, and that's I, everywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean, by now, everybody should know that by now. That's a no, no. I mean, come on. How long have we been talking about that? I mean, 10, 20 years. And they're still fucking doing it. You know, they have to run their own company. They have to be the champs. If I had my own company, I wouldn't even be in it. I'd be in the back. I'd be in the back. I'd be in the back handling what I got to handle. Let them do the work and just guide them in the right direction is what I would do. The only way I don't, I I, I was already, look, I'm the pit bull. People know who I am. I don't need to go back. What I do, I need to go back on television. I don't think so. I would like to, but do I have to? No, I don't have to. When I wanted to uh, buy a ring, start a company, there was a guy who closed. And I was like, how much for the ring? And he was like, well, I would normally say about eight. He's like, but I found a company already to take everything for five. And I'm like, so you're taking a cut. Well, they're going to use my logo as a remembrance. It's like, you fucking idiot. You, you fucking, no, they're not. They're going to paint over it right away. Stupid son of a You could have got, I could have got you a ring for $3,500 delivered. Nice. See, that's really all you, I mean, you need a ring. And most things nowadays, you you need the ring. You usually work out a deal with the place where, hey, let me have this place for free. You keep all the alcohol sales. Oh, that's how it is in Florida. In Florida, I can get buildings for free all over them because they could, you, most of the buildings have a bar that's, 150 feet people it sits 150 people so i mean if they make money on the board they're happy they yeah, it's it. gonna be more than they make charge you the couple hundred bucks to rent the place yeah just yeah. let me keep the door so i could pay my voice and that's it that's you how can, it is in Florida. you can get a, a any mark in a town to wrestle for 10 bucks you know just uh, get like one name it's i remember one guy was like well my plan was that I would lose money for the first six months. It's like, then you're a fucking idiot. Your plan should never be to lose money, period. But you're going to anyway. For six months straight? Why keep doing it? Well, because they're not looking for backers. They're not looking for sponsors. You got to look for sponsors. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's what we're going to do. In Florida, we're going to start running on the West Coast. And we're, we're going to have sponsors. I mean, that's what we have to do to pay these guys. You know, I mean, the, the East Coast of Florida is rocking and rolling with book, with work, you know, bookings everywhere. I mean, I try to get booking here, here and there in, 
on the, uh, you know, the east side. And I have no problem doing it. I just hate the drive. But if it's a payday, I'm going to do it, you know. So now I got friends that are moving down here. And, you know, the West Coast, you know, they have wrestling, but it's not that often. And if they do have wrestling, they don't want to pay nobody. So what my friends decide to do is they're up in New Jersey. They're going to move here in Florida, but they're going to keep doing shows in New Jersey, but they're going to start doing shows down Florida. So I'm one of the bookers and we're going to get it rocking and rolling. And you get, get a tanning company to be a sponsor. You guys tan there. They get one of these, one of these fucking mom and pop juice places. Have the guys drink the juice. Dude, we got, I got pizza places. I got Johnny Rockets. I got so many places that are willing to help i mean a lot of people in florida especially the businesses that are good if you go in there and it's for kids or if it's for you know putting on a show for you know a, a charity or something like that they are backing you 100 percent. i'm going to come down and be a manager nice because i'll take a bump for real because I know I take fake bumps, so I just let some fucker hit me. Absolutely. I've taken beatings <laughs> for free. I take a beating for a few bucks. Well, all I know is I hope now that we have we have the privilege of having the queen of fucking whoreness in our state of Florida now, I hope it stays sunny. I hope she don't put a damper on our uh, sun here in Florida. But get ready, man. Maybe she might get skinny in Florida, bro, because they're going to put her on the chain gang, bro. She's going to be working. I tell you, if I come down there and I get to be a manager, I'm going to do like Foley when he's in East. I'm going to get an airbrush shirt of Sonny made, and I'll come down with a cane and some seizing medicine. I'll get the heat going. Oh, yeah, bro. I don't know what she's going to do because, like I said, up north, she was friends with all the guards. Yeah. These guards down here, dude, this is – Bizarro, Florida's bizarro world, bro. It's not like it is up north. It's so different. She'll get for her to, quick, <laughs> dude. And for her to come down here and get busted, well, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to her, man. I'm very curious because you know this trial is going to be a fast track. So I'm very curious as to what they hand down for a sentence. If they're like four years, they'll be right. She's gonna have to get no less than thirty years. If they if they get her for the murder, she she's gone. I yeah, don't I, I don't think, I don't think she'll it. ever make it out because thirty years I thirty years is a long stint, man. And nine times out of ten, you ain't gonna make that. Now, especially not having access to any of your vices. Listen, and she has the worst attitude. She thinks her shit don't stink, and down here. That ain't gonna fly. They're gonna, like I said, they've already beat the shit out of her once. They're gonna beat the shit out of her every single time, dude. Watch, watch. Next time you see her, she ain't gonna have blonde hair. She's gonna have black hair. I guarantee. You. We're missing some of it too. And like I said, I don't think she's gonna have that same lawyer because I think the guy maybe purchased a lawyer for her. For that first preliminary trial, he's getting it's a public it. defender. The guy, the guy probably said, "Yeah, you better hire another attorney." I can't. I, I, this girl killed somebody. Best I can do is get you twenty years instead of thirty. I mean, that's what. Well, I mean, doing. we could sit there. Look, if you don't want to take the chance of getting thirty, okay, let's see if the DA wants to make a deal. 
I saw the DA. It's a female. Okay. Just like the judge, a female. They're looking at her and they're saying this woman cannot be in society. She's dangerous and she will hurt people and she has killed people. The, when they took that bond off, and they put them handcuffs on, the district attorney turned around. Her smile was this big, laughing, like, ha ha, we got the bitch. She ain't going nowhere. They're going to keep her there until court. She's fucked. And she can't argue like that black guy that was in the, what was that movie? Uh, about the superhero. Uh, it was the black superhero, Panther or something. Oh, like Panther. That. Yes. All right. That one guy, that uh, mullet guy, whatever, that lied about being attacked and all that shit. Okay. He was only looking at maybe 10 months in jail. So when they locked him up, he was going to have to sit there for 10 months for court anyway. So his lawyers were able to get him out because of the fact that even if he stayed there time, 10 months, it would have been time served, case closed, throw it out. You see what I'm saying? And that's what he should have did. But he's stupid. He couldn't handle the jail, so they took him out. But he still got a good court now. So he still may end up doing the 10 months. I would have said, fuck it. I'm going to get it done, get it over with, go to court. Uh, even if they said I was innocent or if they said you're guilty, I already did the 10 months. I'm, I'm done. Do you see what I'm saying? That's how what I would have did. But he's stupid, real stupid, and he's going to jail once they figure out because he lied, and that's all there is to it. In her case, I can't see a trial taking – I think the trial will happen this summer. It's not yeah, gonna they're gonna they're gonna make her wait in jail. They're gonna make her look because if you looked at her, she had the grandma outfit on, a sweater and a skirt in fucking Florida. A and fucking she's holding the guy's hand. She's shackled. She's holding this this fucking douchebag's hand with the mask on and all that. And but even when they took her away, she wasn't like flipped out or crying. You know, she's dude. She's not a she's not a pussy. Okay, she's been in the system. She knows it. It's just that she don't know the system down here. She's a, a rude awakening is occurring right now for her because she's used to being up in Jersey. She has no idea. Down here, they will put you, shackle you, and make you pick trash up on the side of the road in 130-degree weather, and they don't care. So next time we see her, uh, I, expect to be, I expect her to have a, probably at least 50 pounds lighter, and I expect her to look very bad. Yeah, that's why when I manage, I'm going to have a brown bag and I'm going to have a cane and a sunny shirt. Sunny days. That'd be my managerial name. Sunny days. Look, I already got heat. Yeah. I mean, shit. I was thinking about doing a Bowie gimmick. You know, half my face. Bowie. Remember when... Yeah, I'll be sunny. Remember when Piper was half black? Yes. Yeah, and no, nobody cared. No, and now, no, if he would have done that today, what would have happened? Oh, it's you can't see it. That match does not exist on the WWE network. And I, I remember my son that saw the picture and he was like, Why did he do that? And I said, Here's the one thing that no one can answer. Nobody fucking knows. It was like I, I'm assuming he's been like racist. It, it made no sense. Well, Piper was nuts, dude. When I met him the first time, I was expecting to see this guy going. Blah, 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 all over the locker room 
He was sitting in his chair, in his locker, the quietest guy in the locker room, man. Like total, complete opposite of what I thought he was going to be. You know, because I'd never met them guys. I was there in 1988. I said, damn, I'm going to meet all these fucking great wrestlers, man, and, and get experience from these guys. This is awesome. I loved it. I didn't, I didn't care about doing a job. I was there to learn. Yeah. It's a learning experience, man. And half these assholes that could break my balls because I did it, you didn't do it. And I guarantee you wish you did. I don't care if I did jobs or not. You still wanted to do it because you probably wanted to get in the ring with them guys. And we were in the ring with every one of them in the 80s. Everyone. I mean, I had friends working the Road Warrior, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. And I would, my boy would come up to me. He's like, oh, man, look at the board. I got the Ultimate Warrior tonight. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to fucking kill you. Because he was stiff. He would destroy you. He couldn't work for shit. <laughs> that's oh, why Rick Rude, that's why Rick Rude made him look like a superstar all the time because Rick Rude could bump like a motherfucker, man. I'm Amazing. Sure got, I'm sure if he got a little wild, Rick Rick would stiff him real good too, like slow down. Yes, sir. He Rude was Rude taught him how to work. That Kate that SummerSlam match, that's where he learned how to work. And all, all Rude did was bump, a bump, a bump, a bump. I gotta love it, man. I'll bump. Gotta love it. It'll be partly cloudy. Well, right now it's partly cloudy. I think that's because the bitch is in my fucking state and we may be getting rain today because I'm sure she's in there crying like a baby right now because all the bitches are picking on her. Oh, look at you, Sonny, the celebrity. You don't look like a celebrity no more, man. No. Over. She doesn't look like a celebrity in 30 years. It's been bad. But I'm glad we did the show. It's always sunny in Florida, except for this week. It was very cloudy. Mm-hmm. Now that she's behind bars, the sun's coming out, man. 